guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, Well, now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP 15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Saltside Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our sponsors. Hold up. Wait a minute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Lewis. And what to do, what to do. Live from the Mariner Sales Studio. Chris, that, that is how the intro goes. I've done it the exact same for the past like, uh, yeah. three years. And you know what? I listened to every you, single you one of these. You butchered it. You butchered it on the last one. Well, here's the deal, right? I just don't give a shit. <laughs> You don't pay attention for like the first ten seconds. Uh, you know what? I do pay. T- I pay attention to everything. Um, I don't know what what happened. Basically, at the end of the the episode with Matt, I was honestly so tired. Like we had talked for beyond two hours because we were BSing like for forty five minutes before we even started. Yeah. So I was exhausted and I had to go back and record the intro and commercials. I know commercials sounded retarded. No, man, the commercials were actually, you were a little hard on yourself on the commercials. They weren't that bad. You know, I put a little music behind it and it sounded pretty good. Well, like I said, I was, my brain was, was dead, dead, dead. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. Look, you know, like I said, I listen to every single one of these episodes because I want to I want to make sure that, you know, myself, I'm getting my point across and that I'm doing the things that I need to do um, as a participant, you know, and getting information out to people. And I listened to that one. You know, Matt had me had me scared because he was like he was sending me messages the next day. He's like, dude, if we need to redo that, you know, let me know, you know. I think I think I really screwed up and I listened to it on the way to Junction, which is like a five and a half hour drive. Right. I listened to that on the way to Junction and I was like, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It was actually a pretty good podcast with a good mix of material from, you know, anything from like who Matt Murphy is all the way to. You know, what kind of kayak do you really need in order to get out there and, and battle um, with the elements during duck season? You know, and what it really boils down to is you shouldn't get out there and do this in a paddle craft. That's kind of what the, the vibe that I was getting. Okay. Unless you are just an absolute paddling beast. 
because you can get caught in a, in a storm, you know, a, a fall or winter storm that could just become utterly just, just terrible, man. Because the ducks and like scary. it when it's miserable. Yeah. Like miserable, miserable when it's windy and rainy and cold and nasty. And, and let's, let's all face it. Um, we do know that there are people out there that are fantastic paddlers and they can paddle, you know, their Vikings or their, um, their tarpons or their neckies, you know, they can paddle those, those skinny, um, you know, long kayaks very, very well. But when you're hunting, what kind of gear are you bringing with you? Decoys, tons uh, of crap. Dude, tons of stuff, right? And you need space, you need storage. So you kind of got to have a big kayak. What's the best way to get a big kayak around? Motor. <laughs> well, besides <laughs> pedals, <motor>. pedals. <laughs> a pedal drive, yeah. And, I mean, prop drives are fine, but mirage drives have proven to the entire world that they are superior and they really are they they're they generate more torque faster they generate more tor torque more often um and torque is really what you need now they do suck in a current i will give i will give them that uh prop drives probably better in a current than the, the mirage drives so anyway you want to go backwards yeah, yeah, you know, I never, I never had that issue. I, dude, I'm still using the GT drive. I just, I said that all the time. Don't Why I? haven't you upgraded yet? <laughs> Wait, two... don't answer that question. We're gonna talk about upgrades later. That's part, part of the episode, dude. He so... just set that up. I saw his eyes Did, like gleam. He was, was like, like, "Oh, look, a setup." <laughs> like, this is my chance right here. Man, it seems like forever since we've we've done an episode together. Like so much has changed in in my life since uh, since the last time we did an episode. Well, the hair transplant's not coming in. No, it the the <laughs> plugs did not take. I didn't like the way it looked. I had to take those out. But finally got into the house. I got a new little rod building shop. We got a dog now. It's uh it's been an exciting past month. Got all kinds of changes going on. Yeah, you're the the dude that's like, you know, I'm never going to be a homeowner and I'm never going to own a dog. You know, you guys, you got to know something about Drew. If he says he's never going to do something, the likelihood is he's probably going to dip his toe in it or or fall. Maybe, yeah, point. yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe a this, little bit. This dude has one addiction, and that is doing it all. I. Okay, I wanted to talk to you about that from the last episode. I don't think I do it all. Like, the way you worded that, I don't think, like, I get myself into everything. Like, everything. everything. Like, I can't imagine no, no. being your, your mother or your father. They, I, you probably <laughs> drove them insane. No, I, I don't. I don't get into everything. I think it's just once I get into something, though, like I'm in it like it went for, for at least a minute, <laughs> like being a part of the booster club to then we did a pancake breakfast for the boys to doing the announcing for the football games. Like when now I decided look, to help the football team, it was bam, everything that has to do with it. You're doing the same thing that most parents go through. You know, uh, they just choose to do them 
sometimes in different ways. I mean, I was a very, um, I don't know what words I need to use here, but I was a coach, but I wasn't just your everyday little league coach, right? Um, I was spending time with collegiate coaches and learning from their experience and taking my teams to the next level constantly. And we were on travel, right? Mm -hmm. Doing instead of me doing the announcing at the school and the pancake breakfasts and stuff like that, I'm like, ah, I'm going to leave it to the other parents to do that stuff. So we all, we all get sucked in, bro. I just, I'm just giving you shit for it. And the time where I was getting sucked into, to volunteering for these things, they weren't even on your mind. You know, they, my, my time, my tenure getting sucked into the youth sports was, Almost, uh, I haven't coached in six years. It's been that long. So you, you still have plenty of time to go. You got, you've got many, many pancake breakfasts to go. You got many, many games to announce still. Just don't get sucked into it all. We'll see how it goes. I don't mind doing the announcing. That's, that's actually kind of fun. I actually, um, for my job, I have to do a call with an insurance company every week. Um, and one of the representatives for the insurance company was actually her um, Her kid goes to a rival school of my son. So, so I get a, a text message halfway through the game. Hey, Drew, are you doing the announcing at the football game? Because she had recognized my voice from the uh, <laughs> from all the insurance calls that we do every Wednesday from, that's, from that's work. That's funny. So it well, was funny. you do have that certain twang about you. It's definitely very Conroe. <laughs> Another Stockton Stallions first down. I put a little uh into it whenever I'm doing the announcing. That right? Yeah. Got to put uh I don't know what that is, but that's what it is. It's like that's Wesley Turner. Know you really are a man. Manly, manly, man, man, man. <laughs> so what you got planned for for this episode here, buddy? What all are we going to be talking about? Well, we, you know, I said a lot of stuff has changed since last time we got on here. We had the bro staff meetup. We're going to recap the bro staff meetup, but you know, we were talking about upgrades and everything. There was a lot of the bro staff that had mentioned, man, this has really opened my eyes. I need to upgrade this. I need to upgrade that. So me and you, we're just going to talk about like when we know it is time to upgrade something. And guys, if you want to upgrade something, I'm sure Jessica is going to have some information of where you can go to upgrade Rods, reels, kayaks, and any gear that you're wearing on the water. Hey, bro staff, the spooky season is upon us. And Mariner Sales would rather give you a treat instead of a trick. And that's why they're offering up 20% off the Titan Propel 10.5. This kayak is the easiest to transport of all the Titans. Just place it in the truck bed and go. The 10.5 offers up solid stability and an incredible amount of storage. So log on to MarinerSales.com or stop by and get some scary ah! good value for your bucks a day. 
And while you're there walking your kids from door to door or staying at home with all the lights off trying desperately to avoid the kids going from door to door, be comfortable while doing it. Head on over to Real Sportswear and pick up one of the amazingly soft, comfortable tees like the Marsh Madness for her or the Dorado Dash for him. No matter what you grab, it promises not to disappoint. Unlike that one time your mom made your Halloween costume for the Halloween party, you remember the one. Aw, oh, come on, Mom! We love a good legend this time of year. Spookly the Pumpkin? No, Berkeley Bates has a new spin on an old favorite just for you. It's the legendary Fritz side that we know and love, but with a plot twist. The new Clickin' Fritz side offers anglers a new tool in the box when it comes to fishing stained or dirty water. With the addition of a single ceramic ball, the Clickin' Fritz side delivers an optimized sound profile along with its time-tested bolsa actions. So head on over to Pure Fishing right now and throw this bad boy in your goodie bag today. Well, that's it for me, bro staff. This is Saltside Jess. And Saltside CJ. And we'll see you on the spooky side. Hey, Jess, thanks for all the perfect information letting us know where we can get hooked up for our next upgrades. And look, dude, let me tell you something. Bro staff meetup, bro staff camp and fish, whatever we want to call it these days. You want to know the number one thing about what, what makes it so great? Tacos. Besides the tacos. Beer. Besides the beer. Uh, it's a place. It's a place where everybody can get together and bullshit about their gear. How many times does the conversation get turned into? You know, well, I have this thing that's made it so much easier for me to do this thing. You know, and just like you said, talking about these guys realize, oh, man, I, I really need to upgrade this one thing in my life in order to make my life a little bit easier, make things a little more fun. Well, you kind of get to experience not only different personalities and different people, but the the tools that they use on an everyday basis to get out there on the water and to camp, you know. Oh my gosh, you, you don't know how many times people were like, bro, who's man, can I borrow your toilet? <laughs> can I use your toilet? Toilet, toilet. toilet. You know, something like that. And uh, you know, or enclosures, you know, uh Don had brought the Taj Mahal of toilet enclosures um to <laughs> he, the He had the best poop tent. He had a humongous poop tent, man. You know, I had talked about it whenever we talked about the prep episode when we were talking about preparing for a camping trip and i talked about buying the just the pop-up one that has the spring-loaded you know rods that are in it yeah. so you basically just throw it in it <laughs> kind of like the one samuel had yes yeah and uh don's was like its own tent its own enclosure um and i'm sure it had multiple rooms so you could poo and then um, I don't know, maybe primp. <laughs> maybe that's what it was called, the poo and primp. <laughs> Did it have a uh, uh, what is it called? The thing that sprays water on you? A I bidet? Was, a bidet. I was just at the Renaissance <laughs> the Festival. Camping bidet. 
it was just at the Renaissance Festival, so all I could think of was like baguettes and beignets, and I'm like, that it's neither one of those. Does it have a beignet? Does it have a baguette? Does what? it come with baguettes, bro? <laughs> did they really have beignets at the Renaissance Festival? Yeah. Huh. In the French in the French section. Uh, I never go because honestly, it's too damn expensive. Uh, it was twenty seven dollars on a Sunday. Jess likes to go every year for her birthday. For me, it's one of those things you can do like every five or six years and be good. Like right. I don't, I don't need to go back. But plus, it's only like thirty minutes from the house up here. It's been it's twelve fun. years since I've gone. It's fun to go up there and just check stuff out, walk around, see all the leather work and some of the different carvings. Well, and you see, like that's that. what kills me, bro. Is that you go and you might spend your twenty five dollars to get in or thirty dollars to get in. But then everything else, you buy a beer and it's going to be 10 or 12. You buy, you know, a turkey leg. That's another 12. Um, turkey legs are $18. You can oh buy a gosh. whole damn turkey for $18. I did not get the wow. turkey. But I did spend $12 on alligator on a stick. So well, I can't okay. say too much. <laughs> Sorry for getting off topic here. But... Um, Oh, you're you're this place. This new place that you have is not soundproof. Not like no, that. they're yelling in the hallway, <laughs> bringing in. They're bringing in groceries, so they're being loud. <laughs> so anyway, back to um, you know the bro staff campout. So uh, this year, and one thing that we're going to need to do is we're going to need to coordinate with um, some of our other um, event partners in the industry um, that also plan events because. Our participation, while it was still good, you know, while we still had, you know, 20 people, 25 people out there, um, we could have more. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it has to do with coordinating those dates um, with some of the other event partners out there. I still want to keep October, the first weekend in October. Yeah. Um, so I think talking to them and making sure that... Uh, I know that Flatty Daddy is always the third weekend in October. So if we could get some of those other guys to move their event to the second weekend in October, there then I think, I think everything would work out. And all the people who want to do both events can do both events. Hey, by the way, ours doesn't cost any money. Yeah. I, I think what what's hurting us, and this was something that somebody was talking about upgrading, was... You had to have four-wheel drive to get back there unless you wanted to get pulled out by by my brother <laughs> this year. I mean, it was it was Turner's so, towing was on yeah, point, man. Turner's towing and recovery was doing some work. And I'm I'm sure he was loving it too. Because when I asked him, like, what do you need a three-quarter ton diesel for? And this is what I need it for. Whenever he's pulling people out, I'm sure that's what he had in his well, head. Well, <laughs> let me say let me say this real quick. It took him about a good 45 minutes to figure out how to use that four-wheel drive. I, I I heard. I heard that he had some help, though, didn't he? He had some people telling him exactly how to do it. Yeah, there was some help. <laughs> but that uh, was something that somebody said. They, they were like, man, this made me realize I need to upgrade my truck to a four-wheel wheel drive but I, I think that's something that that we may need to think about for next year is maybe doing it somewhere that's two-wheel drive friendly maybe with some facilities okay. somewhere close well 
you know, there's always, uh, hey, I tell you what, there's always Galveston Island State Park. That's a good one. Or if anybody just has some land that's right on the right on the bay that they wouldn't maybe mind somebody that has, has out like at. a canal lot or something like yeah, that. Yeah, may not mind the bro staff camping out there. So just a thought, just a thought. But well, you know about the whole four wheel drive thing. Um, there were at least four participants there that did not give a shit whether or not they had four wheel drive or not. They were still going to make it. The, and they, they made and it. They made it, and eventually, <laughs> mine, mine was the first two wheel drive vehicle to try plowing through there. And let me tell you, I made it three quarters of the way before my big ass rig pulling the trailer finally came to a stop, Zoom. and I almost made it all the way out. <laughs> I, you were close. You and were I, close. Let me tell you this too. The most capable vehicle out there was Pat's truck. Yes. Pat has a 2016 F-150 EcoBoost mm -hmm. Sport 4x4. Mm -hmm. What makes that truck, and I went and looked up the specs, and I wanted to know what in the hell makes that truck so capable versus all the other trucks out there. And there were, it was two things. Weight and horsepower. Mm -hmm. Because you need absolute RPMs whenever you're in that soft sand. It's not necessarily torque that you need. You need absolute RPMs because you need to be able to float on top of that sand. Yep. And that dude, that's what he was doing, man. He was just floating right on top of that sand. Anybody that gets stuck, come on by. Zoom. Yeah, come on out. Because mm -hmm. he could just continue floating. Tur Turner's towing service, that sucker was so heavy, <laughs> he would bog down, man. He would have to get all the way down into past the soft stuff into the hard packed stuff before he could actually start pulling. That's what I tried to tell him. He didn't want to listen, Chris, because you know, you said Pat's truck was the most capable out there, but do you know what the Turner Rodco mobile is? Is it also... Uh, it's a 2016 F-150 Sport four-wheel drive. It's the exact same truck as uh, as Pat has, but That's it's... Super but it's, capable, man. But it, yeah, EcoBoost, but it's it's the metallic. Yeah, those things are super capable, super light, uh, aluminum bodies. Um, I, I started looking them up afterwards. I have four-wheel drive. I've got the Bronco, but I really don't want to take the Bronco out there and tear it up. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of shaking for those axles and everything on that Bronco. Yeah, you be you'll be so besides besides a lot more upgrading your vehicle, which is kind of like a big expense, right? You know, who just does one event a year and says, "Oh shit, man, I got to get four wheel drive." I mean, you, you've got to have it on your mind already. Like, man, I wish... You do? I, I think it's the same thing as kayak fishing, though. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, if I only had a kayak, I could go fish over there, where then it gets to the point, well, if I had a four-wheel drive, I could launch here, I could launch It would launch increase there. your launch, your launch yes. possibilities, okay? I know of plenty 
along the Texas Gulf Coast where you can get to a, a little bit better place to launch if you have four-wheel drive. And there are a couple of places that I've talked to you about where if we had four-wheel drive to get down to this. Now, there's a beach in Texas, guys. It's on the East Coast. Uh, or not East Coast. It's on the east end of Bolivar. So we're talking, you know, all the way down at the end of 87. And it's well known for its, mm, let's just say, people who like to exhibit themselves. <laughs> um, but if you if you get down there far enough, um, there are actually some pretty decent uh, locations to, to fish, especially if you're going to make a weekend out of it, you know, camping on the beach and, uh, and fishing in the surf. So when does somebody like actually say, I've got to have four wheel drive in order to increase, you know, my, my enjoyment of being out here and, and when do I have to have four wheel drive in order to not only increase my enjoyment of being out here, but incurring the cost of, of a, taking on a new vehicle, new note, uh, unless you just have cash to throw it at a vehicle, which I always talk about having cash cars. That's all I've gotten. That's all I've had for years. I haven't had a car note and I have no idea how long. Um, you know, I can't even consider my, my note on the excursion a real car note. It was $117 a month. And I paid that for like two and a half years. Was that really a car note? <laughs> I don't. That's know. gas money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like. I paid like a ton of cash towards it, and then whatever was left, they let me finance it. So anyway, you know, you've kind of got to get to a point to where, and it's like that with everything. You asked me earlier, you know, Chris, you know what? At what point do you say, oh, man, I need to upgrade this thing? You know, is it the enjoyment? Like you think that now you've come to the pinnacle of the the enjoyment you get out of that one thing. And there's only one way you're going to continue to enjoy doing something is if you upgrade it. I think I'm more of the upgrade out of necessity. But I change things a lot because i get bored i i completely agree that you're an upgrade out of necessity type of guy and that's i mean there's nothing wrong with that there's a lot of people that are like that i mean you don't get like really 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 into the new technology but if something breaks down and there's new technology available it's like i need to get that like i i need that well, if something breaks and I can't fix it, a lot of times, dude, I I just go buy another used something. <laughs> I am like the king of buying used shit, and you know, what's except great? when it comes to reels, because you oh, you, no, you scored no, no, no. some some rockets from Danny at the at the meetup. Look, I, this is what I'm going to talk. We Drew and I have a meeting tomorrow with Pack. And we're we're there to as their guest speakers to talk about rod and reels. And um, this is one thing that I'm going to discuss at PAC is 
I would not be able to purchase those reels had I not been offered the opportunity to be an ambassador to the product line. I would maybe have bought, you know, my wife would buy me like one really nice new thing per year, mm. you know, and that was usually like on my birthday because spending $250 on a reel to us was difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been, it's, and, and a lot of these people that we fish with, the reason why we fish kayaks is because we don't have the money to go out and just throw down on boats and, and gas and, um, storage you know, units, storage and... units. And, you know, we don't, we don't have that kind of coin. Some of us, you know, later on in life, I'm going to say it. I've kind of gotten to that point now in my life where I can start to afford some of these things. Um, but I don't upgrade them to the new, nice, new, new reels just because I got some you know, money in my pocket and it's burning a hole. I do it out of necessity for one. Um, and two, uh, because what I purchased prior is no longer working for me. Um, I First time I used that Pin Fathom reel, I was like, yo, this thing is a beast. I will probably be able to use this reel for an entire lifetime. It will probably never break on me. But I don't need all the damn arthritis from using this reel. And the guy that bought it from me, I shook his hand and he like his hand engulfed mine. Just huge. Dude, this guy was like six foot six, 290 pounds. And he was, um, he worked on, uh, what do you call it? The, he's a lineman. You oh, know, wow. he worked. Yeah. So, you know, he was a working man and you know what? I, I mean, I'm kind of a working man too. I mean, I do, I do work behind a computer a lot, but I do a lot of other shit, but still my hands aren't made to palm that pin fathom. It was just too big. So for, for him, he's like, man, this, this is a little, this is a little real. This feels he, great in my hand. He was like, he was like, man, I've got, I've already got four or five of them. He's like, I'm just, you know, I can't find more. They, they, that's still a product that is having a hard time coming back mm-hmm. because of COVID, you know, their parts aren't available. Um, they are not putting as many out on the market. So, and when they get sold, they get sold fast. You want to hear something crazy that I just read on one of my friend's Facebook page about something that's been affected by COVID? What's that? Christmas trees. He's like, it is not true that uh, there's no six to eight foot Christmas trees available. You just got to go to the local farms instead of Kroger. He said that there's rumors going around about there not being enough Christmas trees this year because of COVID. This is such a weird world we're living in. And you know what, guys, hang on because I think we're about to turn a corner. You know, things things are it's either going to be a right or left turn and one of them's right and one of them's wrong. <laughs> but 
well, we're going to turn the corner. I, I know most people cannot cannot empathize with this because it's different because I work in healthcare, but they are talking about letting us not wear masks at work for the first time in what almost wow. two years. Bro, like I'm we're getting close to not being able to wear a mask. I, I take my dad to the hospital once a month and we haven't had to wear a mask in the hospital for well over a month. The bigger hospitals started it last month because that's when the CDC put out their guidelines, but the state of Texas has not put out a guideline yet. And because nursing homes are regulated by the state, we have to wait for the state Uh, of Texas to put something out. So we'll see. Well, this thing, you know, COVID and not, not just COVID, but the world, right. Um, Kind of, threw everything into a whirlwind and and uh, new items are harder to get it's harder to come by new items um so when this guy found that i had a couple fathoms for sale he jumped on them and what going back to you know why i upgrade reels is i am the not i am not the guy that like try before you buy just doesn't make sense to me Maybe for some things, okay? I'm going to test drive a car before I buy it. Yeah, I mean, if you can go to a demo days at Mariner Sales and get in six different kayaks, that makes sense. You you will be able to you will be able to test a smidgen of what that kayak is going to do for you. But to to really know whether or not that kayak's good for your fishing adventure, you're going to need to go through multiple changes and multiple uses of that kayak. It, I, I still think it takes three to six months to become familiar with your kayak to find out whether or not you're actually going to use it for a long period of time. And whether um, you like it. Yeah. You, you'll know in 15 minutes if you don't like it. I mean, I love <laughs> everything about the Outback except for the seat. And mm-hmm. I deal with the seat. And the, there's, I will probably always have an Outback now as long as they're still made as, as well as they are. Um, but the going back again to the reels, um, you know, I love fishing crankbaits, right? So I bought a couple crankbait reels like two years ago and I found that I wasn't using them. I just, I would use my, my regular seven threes instead of busting out the six O's. Um, just because it was what I was fishing with that day, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not using these. Let me go ahead and sell them. Let me try something different. So, you know, I, I'm selling, I sold the, the fathoms just because they were too big. I sold, I'm selling the premieres just because I don't use them enough. And my next reels, I want the rockets. So I did, I picked up three rockets, two low profiles and one spinning. I want to go fast. Yeah, I want to. I want to see if a uh, ten to, I think it's ten to one. Um, if it's the ten to one ratio, really makes a difference. Because and these are just my boat reels. These are not. These are not kayaking reels. My mm-hmm. kayak reels are all seven three, and I think I'm comfortable with that that uh, retrieval rate, and I'm comfortable with the reels that I'm using in the kayak. Um, the Revo Intro 4s, dude, I still, three years I've been using those reels. I have not cleaned them other than just rinsing them down and using a real wash spray on them, you know, 
maintaining them the way you should maintain them. Nothing has broken on them. Uh, nothing has seized up. Uh, I do want to go ahead and finally get them cleaned. And I'm thinking about getting them uh, precision tuned. But, bro, other than that, there's nothing wrong with those reels. And Rico used it this last weekend. He goes, damn, I really like this reel. He was trash talking mm -hmm. before. Because he's and, a Daiwa guy. Yeah. And his Daiwa was having some issues. And I said, well, here, dude, just use this one. He didn't put it down the rest of the day. <laughs> he didn't put it down the rest of the day. And, you know, once you become comfortable with one particular product, ah, here it goes. Loyalty, right? You become comfortable and, and that's where you start to build loyalty to that one particular product, maybe even a very specific model, which in this case, the Revo 4 Inshore. And so I don't need to upgrade. I don't feel the need to upgrade. But because I had those ones that weren't being used, I was like, yeah, might as well upgrade them. Um, what about you? You know, what makes you feel like you want to upgrade? Is it just because something new, something neat comes out, something special? Before last year, it was just more out of necessity, like... I need to upgrade my bait casters because I want to start throwing more crankbaits because I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had enough in my arsenal, so to say, you know, I was the type that I had three or four setups and that was it. Like I never had anything more than three or four setups. Um, and most of the time it was like a bait chunking on the bottom setup, two spinners, and then a, you know, some type of bait casting setup, but I didn't care what the gear ratio was or, you know, what the rod was like. It was just like whatever, whatever was on sale. Yeah. Whatever that was facilitated on clearance. your style of fishing at yeah. that point, your style of fishing was more like, I'm going to go to this spot. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill and relax. So what's pushed my upgrades over the past probably two years is just, wanting to be more efficient with different techniques. But I don't think I've really got the upgrade, upgrade bug as far as saying like, I got to get rid of this and get me a new that because something new came out. Now, when the Pin Clash 2s came out, now that the Xenons are out, like the Pin Clash 2, I was like, I need one because I want to try it out. Like that... I wanted to upgrade one of my, my old pin. Um, I had a conflict 2,500 that I wanted to upgrade. I just never really liked the conflict. I know you liked it, but I just, I never really cared for it, but that I wanted to first, upgrade from that. <clears throat> that was their first true Japanese reel. Mm. The conflict and, was. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I was interested in trying it out. I bought one in each size. Yeah. So I bought a 1,000, uh, 2000 2500 and a 3000 there were more sizes but those were the only sizes i used so and you know which one was my favorite the thousand the thousand yeah that thing was awesome man i had it on an ultralight setup and it just it would it would you know it could handle almost anything now, now for me you know back then i said especially for rods i would 
get stuff that was just on clearance, you know, whatever all star was on clearance and then on clearance again, when they did the 50% off or somebody posted on the TKF. Ooh, here you go. You get the 50% off bug. You yeah. walk in there and it's 50 like 50% off. off Fifty percent, yeah. <laughs> so it would be like thirty nine ninety nine, and you get you a, a all star special for you know twenty bucks, and you just that's what. And it didn't matter what it was. If it was medium heavy, you bought it. If it was medium light, you bought it. You'll find like, a use for. I'm gonna it. use this damn thing. But so what? I know you. You hold on to your thought, but you know there is, um. There's definitely a clearance bug that bites us all. And that's when we start to buy shit out of really. I, I mean, is it greed? Are we buying them, buying yes. this stuff just out of greed? Because we want it. It's just because we want it. We're greedy. It's, it's you remember, cheaper than we think. Because one of the things that I was going to say too, before you go on yeah. to something else was like I kind of have a rule on my quote unquote upgrading stuff. Like if it's under $50 and I already have one and I see something that's a little better or upgrade for it, I'll just say, forget it. And I'll, I'll go buy it. Like, I'm like, okay, it's under 50 bucks. Like I need new pliers. Those pliers look nicer than the ones I have. I'm, I'm getting those pliers. Um, those like that with the, the pin bullnose pliers. Like I had some Bubba pliers that were just fine. They were a little bit bulky and these were a little bit smaller. The cut, the side cutters were better. So I was like, okay, it's under 50 bucks. Bam. I'm just going to get it. Now, if it's over $50, I have to stop and kind of think about like, do I really need this? Am I just being greedy? Like this $50 could go towards buying the boy something instead of, you know, some, 10 new popping corn. Don't worry, that that expires. That oh yeah, when the expires. kids are out of the house, I'm uh -huh. sure it's just yeah. like what, what what do they say? Your your kids. Your th your <laughs> threshold becomes more like 200 or 250, you know. It, it it really does it expires. What I was going to remind you about is there was a particular reel at one point that was that went on clearance at Academy and the whole entire Gulf Coast went friggin' insane. And, and people I, were sharing on I Facebook. think I just threw one away, but go ahead. Threw it away. Yeah, just keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm going to knock you upside your head if you threw it away. But people were sharing their, their Academy receipts on Facebook like wildfire. And like, oh, man, they still had two left at this Academy. And, you know, Tim Buck, too. Better hurry up and go grab them. You know, and, and people were sharing where they had, you know, x mount left and every academy was just blowing them out it was like a 150 179 reel and they were selling them for like 19.99 or something mm -hmm. like that. which reel was it it was the Daiwa coastal coastal it was the black and blue one i just threw one away and it's funny you said because eddie no skazy bought me one because they had some down there and he's like i'll get you one here because i didn't have any up here in connor I bought four of them, and I ended up. <laughs> did, you, did you sell them? Did you, did you sell them for fifty dollars, seventy five each? Oh, you made you made some big money off I, of them. I made. Man. I kept one, and I sold three for seventy five dollars each. Guys, there is no shame if you can make a small amount of profit on things. You know, the flip game is real, dude. 
it well, is there are people out there making big bucks off of the flip games. Chris Lewis was was guy. What's his what's his name? Guy Gary V. Chris Lewis was Gary V before Gary V was cool. Like before <laughs> before eBay was cool, Chris was flipping. So I'm sure you were flipping electronics and everything else that you were into. Well, you know, my wife is an even better flipper than I am. Um, but yeah, I I always see a small amount of profit that can be made in something. You know, you just have to sometimes you just got to clean it up, you know, uh maybe repair a couple of things. What's the best but flip you've ever had? My house. My last house. Well, I mean something other than like a house, like and it doesn't have to be money wise. It could just be like, man. I'm just telling you right now, that flip was freaking unreal. When I we, tell people the numbers, they were you, like, You Are sold you at a very kidding. You sold at a very, very good time. Well, and I bought it at a very, very good time. I bought right after in 2011. So there was a little bit of time after the bubble popped. Um, there were some uh, still some some nice floor foreclosures sitting out there ready to be gobbled up. Uh, yeah, you got to be smart about that. But um, all right. So a good flip. Let oh. me tell you mine. Why? why I think, oh, this was think. fantastic, dude. You All right. So every now and then FTU used to have a sale where their uh, demo kayaks were drastically reduced. And it was often very much like the Academy sale, you know, where it's like 50% off a of 50% off type thing. They wouldn't advertise the prices, but what you would have to do is you would have to go to the store. You would store. have to call Rico or go to the store and talk to Rico. Well, you'd have to go to the store and wait till the door opened. So all the uh, demo kayaks would get shoveled over to the 45 store mm -hmm. um, off of 45 in Fuquay. And people would start lining up at about 4 a.m. And they didn't open up until 7 a.m. And a couple times I missed out. And one year I was like, I am not missing out. So I went to that damn line at 4 a.m. in the morning. I put a chair down. I sat in that at that front door until I waited for them to open. And, of course, I talked to everybody there. Hey, what do you plan on getting? Hey, what do you plan on getting? I was there for a very specific kayak. I was buying a uh, Jackson Kusa and I think I was going to spend like $300 on it or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. It was perfect. Not a single scratch on this damn thing. I then, I bought that kayak specifically to trade it. There was a guy in San Antonio that wanted to trade his Cuda, his brand spanking new Cuda, for a Kusa. The Kusa not being a very good inshore kayak, I was like, sure, let me get oh, let me get this Kusa and I'll I'll meet you and we'll trade. I got that Cuda, and then I turned around and ended up selling it for like seventeen hundred dollars. <laughs> there you go, that's a good deal. Right it was there. it was more more uh, profitable here on the coast than it was on uh you know then the kusa was mm -hmm. here on the coast so i had the same type of deal where i bought I actually bought a uh, prowler that i caught on the academy clearance and clearance and clearance deal where they do 50 oh yeah 50 that green one wasn't it yep i think i paid 247 dollars for a brand new prowler i want to say i sold it for like 800 or 
eight fifty. It's but the, regular market price. Yeah, but the best the best deal I ever got was just recently because the deal is finally over. When we rented that other house four years ago, I bought a refrigerator from somebody, and I paid two hundred bucks for it. While I was there picking it up, they're like, "Hey, do you want a sectional?" I'm like, well, I don't want to buy it. <laughs> They're like, well, you got a little trailer. Why don't you take this sectional and get it out of our game room? So, okay. So I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I could sell that. <laughs> so I was like, okay, just put it, let's get it on the trailer. And I get it home and I look it up and it's kind of like, you know, the rug and stuff that you were telling me about. I look it up and it's like a $9,000 sectional. Now, I know I'm not going to be able to sell a $9,000 sectional. You know, it's just not going to happen. Not for $9,000. Well, I, I paid 300 bucks for the sectional and the refrigerator. And the refrigerator worked fine. You know, everything was good. Well, I, I ended up selling the sectional for 1500 bucks. We used the refrigerator in our old house for the past three years. And then the new people that are renting the house just bought the refrigerator for... $300. So I came out $1,500 and got a refrigerator for three years. That's okay. Like, you just, I made some you, money. You didn't make no money. You just had some money to be able to flip right back into this new house. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we definitely that, spent $1,500 because you, you might as well go Woo. ahead and, and, uh, and dub that house, the vampire home because it is sucking you dry. It, 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 <laughs> It didn't take too, too much because there was a lot already done. But the only thing I did buy for it was I bought a 75-inch TV. Um, and I put that up there because I wanted a big, huge TV. You know what's funny? Upgrades for televisions, right? We we move into this house and I designed the entertainment center. It's a built-in entertainment center, right? And I have it built and Michelle goes, you know, that hole is kind of, doesn't seem very large. And I was like, yeah, 55 inch television. That's all I need. She's like, are you serious? You built me an entertainment center that can only fit a 55 inch television. She's, she's the one that's like, where the hell is my 75 inch television? Mm. And come to find out 55 inch televisions are more expensive than 75 inch televisions because it's cheaper to make the glass panels for larger televisions than it is for smaller televisions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this blows my mind. The price so, of TVs has, has really dropped too, by the way. Well, since, since the days that I bought a 42 inch LCD for $3,200. Let's talk about <laughs> back upgrades. when they first, back when they first came out, going back to upgrades, but going to the more of the guilty route or not the guilty route, the um, greedy route. Um, there is a television that my wife and I both want to upgrade to eventually. Um, but it's for the 55 inch television. It's like $5,000. Oh no. I ain't paying $5,000 for a television. And we will buy it. We, we, we have plans to buy it, but we're going to wait until, you know, like one of the Christmas sales or something like that, where we can get it for like 3,500. Bro, my eyes aren't good enough to see anything past 1080p. Like <laughs> I, it's it's gonna be just as clear no matter what size it is. 1080p, that's that's good for me. 
Like the then, show says it's in 4K and the TV's 4K. Oh, I see, I see the I'm difference like, for sure. I and I see the, the difference between difference. LED and OLED is OLED is just amazing compared to just typical LED. And QLED has nothing on OLED either. Um, but also, you know, there's that that faction of upgrades where you're greedy, but it's it's like you want the fun factor to multiply and just recently michelle and i were um fishing a tournament where there was a shotgun start <laughs> and we were in our skiff and everyone else were, were in um very expensive in fact the most expensive boat there was about one hundred thirty thousand dollars. um it was a, a x3 um shallow sport all these boats run in like spit, but they all go 60, 70 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And so at the shotgun start, we get blown away and everybody gets to their spot. And just so happens, everybody's in a spot that I would, I wanted to fish. So I would go to the first spot. There's one person there. Go to the next spot. There's a person there I'm like shit. She's like, all right, what's it going to take for us to upgrade? <laughs> <laughs> so that we can go faster and get to these spots a lot, a lot quicker. Uh, so that that is not a necessity. Mm -mm. It's and it's not necessarily greed either. It's just we want to multiply the fun factor. You know, mate. Yeah, you want to go faster, just like your reels. You want to go faster. I'm seeing a theme here. Chris just <laughs> wants to go the faster. need for speed. So these guys that that you were talking to at the the uh, camp and fish, um, you know, they're talking about the need to upgrade things. They're actually needing to upgrade some things. But when do you get to the point to where you need to upgrade a kayak, though? Because I think one of the guys was saying, "Man, I really need to upgrade my kayak." But he he was able to he was able to go everywhere we went. He was able to keep up with us the entire day. And some of us were motorized and some of us were just pedal driven. But he was probably less comfortable and working a lot harder. Yeah, his day ended up being a lot longer. That's that's what I that that's like the big thing for me for upgrading anything that if if I already have one, that those are the two things I, I think about. Is it going to make my life easier? Is it going to make me more comfortable? Like I'm to that point in life, especially for like tennis shoes and stuff. I'm like, are these more comfortable? I don't care what they look like. I want, I want comfort now. Same thing with clothes. Like they gotta, they gotta be comfortable. So with everything else though, I know for a fact, that's one of the reasons why he wanted to upgrade is he wants to be more comfortable out there on the water. It, it probably does take a little bit of a toll. Um, I know he wants to be able to stand. Mm -hmm. So the utility of the product, um, I think when it comes to kayaking, you, you upgrade for multiple reasons. Um, utility and enjoyment. And comfort kind of fits into that enjoyment part, right? Or, or necessity because you broke some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, there's guys out there that that you know, they mistreat their kayaks and they, you know, drag them places where they shouldn't drag them and um or, you know, 
drop them off of their vehicles. Uh, remember one guy dropped his, his Viking brand new Viking. He just bought, dropped it off of on, on the concrete. And he was like, Oh, it's, it's a Viking. It can take it. And I was thinking, damn, I, I wouldn't care what brand it is. I, <laughs> I'm not throwing it down. I, on I wouldn't, concrete. I wouldn't do guys, that. Dude. Yeah. It was, it was funny the way he pulled that kayak off of his truck. <laughs> Uh, he was in a uh, a lifted Ford uh, Expedition, and he went to go pull that damn thing off of the top of his Expedition, and he didn't even care where that bow was going. He just pulled straight from the stern until it flew off of that, <laughs> that freaking Golly. slammed to the ground, and he was like, man, it's a Viking. It can take it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. You know, you're talking about Viking... And then earlier you were talking about brand loyalty. I, I'm I'm kind of with with some of our partners that we've been working with. Some of the some of the brand loyalty has got me wanting to upgrade some stuff only because I already enjoy a product. And then once they came out with a new version, I was like, okay, well that's got to be better than the one I got. So I'm gonna go get it. Because I already know that I love the one I have, and this so you're one's talking a little about bit better. The like the black pilot. Well, no, like the black pack. Like soon as as soon as they said they're going to come out with a new black pack, I was like, okay, I'm getting the new black pack once it comes out. There I've never even brands, seen it before. There are brands out there that when when they are going to put out a new product, nine times out of ten, their new product is going to be as good, if not better. Than the mm-hmm. previous product and i'm not talking about like companies that put out things just to put out new things because there are really great companies i will say hobie is one of those companies a really great company but they will put out new shit just to put out new shit and it's not it's not always great right like the 360 but go ahead well no the 360 took the world by storm and won so many freaking awards for its innovation but it was a problem from day one. Yeah, they're having tons of problems with it. Yeah. No, I'm talking about more like the the silly eclipse mm-hmm. paddleboard, stand-up paddleboard thingy. With handlebars, <laughs> like anything with handlebars. So out. silly, dude. It's so out. Silly. It's um, out. But when, when you talk about Yak Attack, okay, and Luther being one of the uh, masterminds behind, you know, plastic molding, you know, the, the game of plastic molding to him is like an entire field of engineering um, awesomeness. He's just, he's like, he can get that think tank together and he doesn't come out with new products like all the time. Basically, sometimes they're just refined products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Black Pack is... Actually, I wouldn't even call the new Black Pack a refined old Black Pack. It is a completely new product. It is Black a different pack. product. Yeah, it is it's a, a different It is product. a new product. Um, but think of uh, like the Boomstick, okay? That was not a new product. That was a refined product. Very much um, so. And... And so basically he just put, he just took his engineers and say, make this thing better. Okay. We've got this product that's in our, in our, you know, portfolio that is doing great, but I know it can be better. Um, Luther's one of those guys who's always going to put out something that is 
as good, if not better, than the last. Yeah, and I'm I'm very intrigued by the the kayak cart that's coming out. I haven't seen any pictures of it or anything yet. I just if it's taken them this long to release a kayak cart, there's got to be something different about it. I've never you used one, I mean? so I'm I'm down to definitely put one to use. Um, I find myself needing to get closer to my launch point uh, these days due to old age and just not feeling <laughs> like. I was telling somebody the other day. I said, "Man, one time we went to Moses Lake. Guys, if you're not familiar with Moses Lake, the only way to launch into the good side of moses lake is to go down a levee and it's a really big levee you can just let your kayak slide down the levee if you want to you can drag it if you want if you to. had a viking you could just let it go <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> but the first time i went there i put i took my tarpon 160 this was years ago and i hiked it up above my head and ran down the levee <laughs> <laughs> looking like a crazy man <laughs> looking like <laughs> these days Man, I'm gonna put a winch on that shit. Lower it down <laughs> slowly down with the slow. with the with the kayak yeah. with a kayak it, cart. So a kayak cart is something that I'll definitely get use out of. There is the utilitarian in me, though. You know, if if I can make it happen with something else, I probably would. Um, uh, anyway, going back to <laughs> going back to uh, upgrades. When do you upgrade your kayak? Like the whole damn kayak. Besides, you know, what we just talked about, you know, enjoyment. Um, you know, what else do we talk about? Oh, you might have to cut this part out right here. Oh, no, I'm not editing <laughs> anything. My brain is... My nope. brain is <laughs> we, got to, we got to roll with this, bud. So, we got to roll with this. But the kayak, I don't know when I'm... I, I can't... I have found I have found literally, dude, that that the Outback has been able to suit all of my needs. I think once, so. I'm like done. I think once you get into the Outback, PA, um, Big Water, you know, one thirty two Jackson, Cusa. Once you get into the three thousand dollar plus realm of kayaks, that's ridiculous. Just even thinking about that, I I don't think you're upgrading. Like, it's most of it's just kind of a lateral a lateral move between all of those. I think it's just one once you find out what's right for you. It's not really an upgrade. It's just kind of changing kayaks. So, do you ever hear someone say that you know this? Somebody will be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you spent that kind of money on something. And you're like, look, this is a tool. Yeah, if they this got the money tool. to spend on it and they want to use that tool, go for it. This is a tool to facilitate a means to my happiness. Exactly. Something I like to do. Right. Um, so you can spend $3,000. You can spend $300 when it comes to kayaks. When it comes to boats. You can spend, you know, thirty thousand dollars. You can spend sixty thousand um, dollars, but it's whatever facilitates the means to your happiness. It, uh, unless, the, unless the just owning it, measurable. yeah. Unless just owning it is your happiness. Those guys are. That those guys I don't understand. Are, those guys are tools. It's not a tool. Those I use, are tools. I use every single one of my kayaks that I own, except for I have not used my 
my 160i yet. Uh, I just don't know if I want to. I I kind of feel like wrapping it up in plastic and just hang it on the wall. Displaying <laughs> but, it. Yeah. Um, put, it, put it right over your 55-inch TV in that entertainment center. <laughs> I don't have 16 foot in there. <laughs> Across there. Shh, real big. But yeah, those guys are tools. I hate I hate the guys that just have it just to have it. Like, you know they don't use like it. Like Mike Tyson and his tiger? I mean, no, that's cool. Like, if you want to have, if you got the money to have a tiger and you want a tiger, by God, get you a tiger. By God, get you a tiger. But if you're using it just as a status symbol, like, you're not as cool as you think you are at all. Not in the circle of friends that I have. Oh, you know what I want to get? I want to get a white F 250. Just to have one? Four wheel drive lifted. So I can be just like my friends that have white F two fifties. There you go. We and were putting an exhaust we at, on it and lights underneath and forged, no, 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 no. Forged my, tires. I am not in Florida Georgia line. Um, no, we were at Flatty Daddy this weekend, and every single one of my my friends drove a damn white F two fifty. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Everybody changed to white F two fifties. I guess I need to get one now. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think there's a big difference. So here, here's what I think, Chris. Tell me if I'm right or not. The kids that want to keep up with the Joneses and everything, um, like the adult, I'm sorry, the adults that want to keep up with the Joneses, they want to have the same stuff as the kids next door and everything. Usually, I'm guessing when they were kids, their mom and dad were like, Hey, I want to get a dress like Susie has. And the mom and dad was like, you want to dress like Susie? Okay, we'll go get you a dress like Susie. Let's go to the store. And the ones that don't care about anything else are the ones that are, you know, they came in the house and I was like, hey, I want to get a, I want to get a baseball glove like Johnny's. Well, Johnny don't live in this house, so you're going to have to use the baseball glove that I get you. You're going to be happy with that glove. I think the the parents, the kids that grew up with parents like that, they don't care what the neighbor has. Like they just care what's going on at their house. Like they're a little more mellow, a little more I, calm. I don't think that's a hard and fast rule. Why do you think? Why not? Because when when I was raising my kids, I gave them they didn't even have to ask. And I was like, Yeah, I'm getting, you know, the best freaking but they but the did best. but did they ever say i want to get this because so-and-so has it oh because so-and-so has it no they were they yeah not because, because so-and-so has because it. you raised them differently but if they if if your son was like dad I, I i need a new glove you would go buy him the best glove there like i don't wh- think these kids ever said i need a new glove because it was just it was always, bro, I was addicted. That is one thing, like, when it came to buying kids stuff, I was more addicted to buying them stuff to facilitate my happiness than buying stuff for me. I, I can see, a, I happiness. can see a few people come to mind when I think about seeing Facebook posts about that, about stuff they buy for their kids and everybody else, and they brings them happiness for sure like yeah, I, dude. I, I like buying the kids stuff too that's that's I, could, fun. I would i could get to, to see them you know hit bombs with that bat you know and and make badass plays with that glove 
um, yeah, that, that they never had to want for anything. Um, and now, you know, they're having to figure out ways on their own to have nice things. I don't get it, man. My son barely has a decent job. And this dude is living in this apartment that that is freaking swanky, bro. And I'm like, and he's got a kid and he's like living a very decent life. And I'm like, dude, you drive a truck for Amazon. <laughs> hey, he don't have any anything that he's any real hobbies that he's got to go pay for, does he? And any vices? I guess no, no, you know, no extreme debt either. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a car note. Both of his cars are paid off. Uh, he did like me, bought a cash car. You know, there you go. Um, don't have car notes, guys. Car notes are a, a freaking waste of money. Don't have car notes and child support. Like the, those are the two <laughs> things that will kill kill a lot of your hobbies. Like, I know a lot of people need that. Like they have to have a car note. You know, like there's no way they can afford to just go out and buy a car. But if you can ever save up money to just buy a car, oh my gosh, that just relieves, you know, all the the stress of having to remember when to pay that car note and making sure you have enough money in the bank when the car notes due. All that crap just goes away. But you do have to make sure you have money in the bank to repair the car whenever it breaks. Yep. That is true. We just paid off both of our vehicles, so I'm thank goodness that. because I didn't want to hear Drew talk about the car notes anymore. No more truck notes. His not truck note wood. was astronomical. No, mine was not. Saltside Jess's suburban was a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why we were able to buy a house because it's both. I didn't even off. know that car notes got that big. Mm-hmm. Well, car notes now are crazy. I don't want to upgrade no truck right now with the prices of trucks being hundred. Drew, it's the price of everything, sir. It's the price of everything. A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You guys probably some of you may not recall, but um, when I was a kid, you know, a Lamborghini was not, you know, a million dollars like it is today. It's not was not a half. Well. Lamborghinis aren't a million dollars. They're probably closer to a half million, five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollars. But a sixty thousand dollars sports car was usually exotic. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, a sixty, seventy thousand dollars sports car was exotic. Back when Corvettes were like twenty five thousand. Yeah, and a truck was 000. like ten thousand dollars. You know, mm -hmm. um, so to me, when a car company asks for 60 to 70 thousand dollars for a basic truck the shit has gotten out of control mm -hmm. so not gonna happen with me man More i'm not i ain't upgrading no trucks houses kayaks well i may upgrade well i won't say upgrade i'll laterally go to a different kayak next year have you already started to think about what you're, I have, uh, what you're going to get into next year? In have fact, you been talking I, to Duke? Um, I haven't talked to Duke about it yet. Well, I might have mentioned it, but um, yeah, I have had so much fun with the New Canoe Frontier 12 that I think I'm going to go to the, uh, what is it called, the Ultimate 
the yeah. new canoe ultimate. unlimited 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 yeah the new canoe unlimited um the bonafide is a really great like all day long fishing platform for people that need to carry a lot of things if you have to carry a lot of equipment for your fishing day the bonafide and you're fishing all day long the bonafide is a great kayak for you that's it i don't find it to be heavy um i don't find it to be cumbersome or bulky it's great on the water it tracks well it paddles well and it is definitely comfortable are you going motor huh you still going motor yeah i'll still motorize um the the unlimited um in fact uh there is um newport just finally released their new motor that'll be available next year uh it is a three horsepower electric motor oh i think that's the cap they're they're cap that is turn all the tournaments are saying three horsepower you know so and so thrust up to three horsepowers worth of power yep so uh, i think i will go ahead and and um swap out for that just for the extra bandwidth although it's not dude as many times as we talk shit about using tandem kayaks that thing is a blast and the new canoe is a blast as a tandem especially if your partner can paddle well mm-hmm. if they have um, some balance if they just know how to paddle if they if they know how to paddle and you understand that the person in the back has to match the cadence of the person in the front. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to understand that and know that you can't, you know, one can't, you know, backstroke while the other one's pulling the stroke, you know, or, or whatever exit while one is entering. They, they have got to be the same. So I have talked to him about that, about, um, but I only mentioned it once or twice. The uh, bona fide. Oh, so, which brings up another point here in a few months um yeah the bona fide will be for sale there you go um and you can you'll be able to purchase that that boat um with all of its accessories um at a very special price so um, if you're if you're hearing this and you're interested in owning a part of the paddler's playbook <laughs> Okay, so a little piece of history. Um, it will be available, batteries and all. So uh, now, if you don't want the batteries, if you just want the kayak, I'll sell you just the kayak. It is rigged though, from tip to toe. And it's that it's that Liberty setup too. It's a limited edition, yeah, Liberty. Um, I do have the matching bending branches paddle. Uh, that is a very high dollar paddle. I might still keep the paddle though, but. Uh, every every bit of it is will be available whenever I go to sell it. Speaking so, of upgrading, if anybody wants to upgrade, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy to get into this kayak if if you're not really serious about you know this type of machinery and and equipment. Um, that's a very serious upgrade, a very serious upgrade. It'd be motorboating. You know, our our. It's no, it's no uh, secret, you know, when, when we write our contracts with our, uh, our partners, um, when it comes to 
our outfitter, our outfitter says, okay, here's your, you know, your kayak for the year. And at the end of the year, uh, you need to either sell it or it comes back, you know, and nine times out of 10 for convenience, we just find a way to, to pass it on to the people that, you know, we fish with or, or the people that, you know, would like to have something that's been kept well and, uh, sold at a decent price. So yeah. are you going to, do you plan on doing the same? Yeah. I'm going to sell the autopilot, the 136. I love it. I, I like it a lot, a lot. I just, I want to try different motor options on different kayak. I, I'm thinking maybe I'm going to motorize a big water. I really like that big water, man. So here's, I really here's, like it. here's what he's, here's one of the reasons why he's saying that. Because he saw me cruising and I was only at 70% throttle. And he was like, damn, bro, you're moving. <laughs> it's getting more difficult for Jess to help me load it up. <laughs> oh, the, the one. <laughs> yes, that's the only reason why. That I mean, 136 I is a big boy. It's heavy. Like, it, it's it's heavy. But I love being able to stand up. Like, you didn't you didn't see, but when you went back in that same cove as me, I stood up the whole time and I went all the way around that back lake, not sitting down, just using my thumb to steer, steer around. So, so I they're... hear, I hear old towns coming up with some new stuff next year. They so are. And I want to see what it is. And there's but, also going to be a kayak motor, um, a kayak specific motor, very similar to, um, you know, the torpedoes and the, uh, the new ports, I believe it's made by Mencota that will have some of the features, the autopilot type uh -huh. features. So you the remote, the remote features are the best, yeah. like yeah. being able to turn while I'm standing up and, you know, I don't have a full paddle in my hand, um, trying to move. I have my reel in one hand. And then on my lanyard, I have the trolling motor remote. So then when I see a fish, all I have to do is drop the trolling motor remote to pitch at it has made a ton of difference whenever I'm in deep enough water to troll around with that trolling motor. So how many fish did you catch at the bro staff camp fishing camp? Say that again. So, so how many fish again did you catch at the bro staff fishing camp? I caught zero fish. <laughs> I saw a lot of fish. <clears throat> His, um, in true Drew fashion, he didn't even get there till like one o'clock in the afternoon. It was ten thirty, but who's keeping time? Um, I was nine thirty, nine thirty or ten thirty. But but listen, Linda, Linda, look, Linda, listen, listen, Linda. Kyle came with us because I I towed out Kyle and Jess like put my feet on each side and we went out on the autopilot and Kyle was like, man, I want to catch a flounder. So my whole mission on that trip was to try to put Kyle on a flounder. On a flounder. Yes. They were there. And, and about five minutes after we got to where we we're going, I'm like, Hey, over here on this drain, this drain and this pocket really hit those hard. And he hit the drains and then he got to the pocket, bam, pulled a flounder out. Now, I will say this, on our way back, Jessica was like, I want to catch a flounder. I'm going to stop right here. 
and she caught three keeper flounder and I couldn't catch nothing. And then Kyle started fishing where she was fishing and caught like two or three more flounder. So she picked the flounder spot a little better than I did, but I was trying to just kind of show everybody the lay of the land. Guys, Drew is still learning how to be a fisherman. <laughs> I, I, I didn't plan on fishing. Like I was like, eh, I, if I catch a fish out here, fine. If I don't, fine. Like, well, hey, but I think this uh, this episode is going to be a little bit um, shorter than our previous episodes. You know, we're normally like two hour mark, like sometimes even going over that two hour mark. And right now we're like hour 20. And I know that we picked today to do this and do it quick and do it early. Um, so final thoughts, words of encouragement um wisdom for our listeners if you want to upgrade you got the money it's gonna make you happy then do it unless you're doing it just to say that hey i have this new thing then you might not use it in that case then you're a douchebag but (laughs) if it's gonna make you happy then do it like life is too short not to upgrade like there's there's way too many people and there's way too many times in my life too, where I previously have been like, why did I wait so long to do this? Why did I wait so long to buy that? Why did I wait so long to go here? Like, and I rage don't always have to be new either. Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't know why I, uh, I waited so long to do a lot of stuff and I would just encourage people. If you feel like that's what you're supposed to do, if you get a little gut feeling about, man, well, I take if you get a gut feeling in both ways, if you get a gut feeling as in, man, I should be doing this, or if you get a gut feeling as, man, this sucks, <laughs> like go ahead and upgrade, like get it out of your system, get it done because you don't want to have to constantly think about I once cry once. It, eh, eh, don't kinda. subscribe to that. No, not really. I mean, if it turns out to be a lemon, you're going to be screwed, but. It don't just do it. Just do it. Get it over with. You know, you're going to you live. Know, you can upgrade in stages too. We Very talk true. about that. But, um, you know, you ever hear the story about the, the guy that, uh, you know, bartered his way to, you know, like, I don't know, something extravagant, like a house all the way from a paperclip. Yeah. I saw that, you know, it, it can happen. And honestly, I think that's pretty much how I got to where I'm at right now with all the kayaks that I own. Same is, here. I know that's how I got all the way yeah. to where I'm at for sure. Just moves that I made in the market when I needed to make them. So, and we, if you are going to upgrade, do it, do it smart. Like, don't be too unless impulsive. you unless it doesn't matter unless smarts don't matter. yeah unless if, if money don't matter then just go do what you want like don't listen to us two broke asses tell you what to do <laughs> like if you got money just go spend it don't listen to us let me borrow some up <laughs> oh, like you know what i'm gonna have to upgrade chris your headphones these headphones because i'm holding this cord like this so i can hear you my headphone cord needs upgrade Good God. And, and this is the only thing that like didn't make it through the move. Something that's so vital as my headphone cord. But all right, man. Well, I'm gonna go eat some fajitas. Brother, go get your grub on. I'm gonna go do the same thing. Bro staff, we love you. Thank you for coming out to the 
uh, fishing camp. We're already planning our next one. As you heard, uh, we're thinking to ma- about making it two wheel drive friendly. And you know what? Galveston Island uh, is not a bad place to have it. It really it, isn't. It's not. And and this this just brings me to one more thing that I know Chris doesn't like to talk about. But since we're talking about upgrading and we're talking about equipment, I just want to say thank you to those who already support the show through Patreon. If uh, if you don't know about the Patreon, look in the description of this episode. There's a link to the Patreon account. It helps us upgrade equipment like headphones. Me and Chris have been talking about upgrading the microphones. It'll help us get some microphones. Helps us pay for hosting this thing with you know three seasons of episodes coming up on four seasons here in the next couple months. It uh, costs a little bit of money to do all this. So if you would like to help out, by donating on Patreon. We would love to have you over there. And Word. again, thank you to the king of the bro staff already, our boy Kevin, who supports us on Patreon. And, and nobody has you know, taken him off the seat as the king of the bro staff through the Patreon. So shout out to Kevin there. All right, guys. You ready to Do roll? It. Do it to it. Go upgrade. Go buy some stuff. Go get that new zine on. I know I want one. Or just start dropping those hints for Christmas time. There you go. See you guys later. Adios. Peace.